Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive coaches roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Bar Builders. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, I'm Colin Castleberry. Last night, York maintains their status as an unbeaten in a big way. Clay County falls in a similarly big way against Trousdale County. And Macon has continued to roll uh, with a big-time win last night, 34 to nothing. Last night, Cookville picks up the, a very big-time win. They get a big win over the Green Hill Hawks. <laughs> As we get set to talk to a couple of the Cookville Cavaliers, they got to finish, got to get breakfast in, boys. You had a, quite a night last night. Uh, we'll start with Jack Clark over here. Uh, Jack, four straight. What a job last night by you guys to okay what 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 are we laughing about? My last name is Massengill. Massengill. Well, you know what, Massengill, this is what I get trying to get my own breakfast in. Look, either way, four straight wins, something to be proud of. What were you guys able to do last night against a really good Green Hill team to to walk away with a victory? Uh, I think we just kept battling, kept playing for each other, and just stayed disciplined and focused on our job. Well, you certainly did your job, a 28-20 to 20 victory. Uh, Jordan, I remarked to you uh, when I came by on Thursday that, you know, just win, right? This wasn't one of those games where you feel like you're going to go out and, and Lincoln County, a really good Green Hill team, uh, certainly very talented a lot. You play on the defensive side. How were you able to limit such a multiple offense? Well, we had I think we had a really good game plan going into the game and everybody had went out there and did their job and did what they were supposed to and that we just didn't we never stopped like playing hard so I mean we just kept getting after them so and that's what really got us like going active and early energy. Yeah, what was the energy like uh, throughout this game? You look across the scoring and I mean in the third quarter it makes it 14-14. They go up 20 to 14 late in the third quarter and you guys never seemed to to lose the energy to lose uh you know anything, right? You you felt like you were in this game the whole time. What was it like over there on the sideline? Everybody was pretty hyped. I mean, like they were just talking to everybody saying to just stay keep their heads up, stay in the game and keep playing. I mean, that's all we had to do and we got the dub after for doing that, so. Got the dub for sure. We switch it back over here to, to my man Massingill, and and I look I look here and what a job by you guys! You dominate time of possession. Uh, you know, don't do great on third down, but certainly uh, in every other aspect of this ball game, you outgain them through the air. You outgain them on the ground. What was working so well for you guys? You know, offensively last night, Blake, Thomas, Mason, Caden, everybody. Uh, I'm not a big offensive guy, but. From what I was seeing, I think we just had a game plan. We were going to run it straight at them and see if they could stop us. And then we threw in a couple of bubble screens and a couple of deep balls, and I guess it was just the perfect game plan. It was a very good game plan. Tell you what, you don't have to be much of an offensive guy to talk to me about Mason Taylor's play last night. <laughs> no. I mean, what a job by him would not be denied. What were you thinking over there when Mason dives across that pylon? Dude looked like Superman. <laughs> 
diving across the pylon. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I, when he turned it around the corner, I thought he was going to be short, and then he laid out for it. I was like, oh, yeah, we win in this game. Jordan, we'll come to you. Same question. I mean, is, was it? Was, did you have same, kind of that same thought process? Like when Mason went across that pylon, we're winning this ball game. Yeah, I was hype. I mean, I was I was happy for him. He got he wasn't getting his touches the whole game. Really, he didn't get it like the ball that much. But then he got out there and got the touchdown he deserved. So I was happy for him, and I was hype. We just had to go down there and get another stop. Is it easier to go out there defensively after a play like that from the offense? Do you are you a little more amped up, ready to go out there on defense? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I feel like that really puts us at ease and like have our minds right and be able to go out there and just keep doing what we've been doing the whole game. Coach has talked about how you guys, uh, especially kind of after that Lebanon game and that game at Mount Juliet, you guys kind of shifted defensively to, to a much more aggressive mindset. Play downhill, you know, 11 hats to the football. How much more fun has playing defense been over these last four games, just getting to kind of see uh, ball, hunt ball? It's been great. I mean, <clears throat> it's been great. So everybody's just been more aggressive, physical. they just been – everybody's just been doing their job, going out there and hitting somebody. That's just what everybody loves to do. So, I mean, it's just been working. Massengill, you're over here shaking your head kind of in agreement. How much fun are you having playing defense over the last several weeks? Yeah, me and Jordan both love blitzing. They usually send us off the edge. Yeah, I, lo I love just being able to blitz and hunt, hunt down the ball. Oh, man, okay. Now, I don't want you to give away too many trade secrets here, but what is the, what's the go-to pass rush move? I mean, are we going speed rush? You got a swim move, a spin move? Uh Usually just usually just beat him outside, get a good jump off the line. That's usually all you need. Oh, he's a quick one. Jordan, your same question. I mean, are you just speed rushing or are we trying to use some pass rush? No, I'll, I'll do a little I'll do a little fake juke inside and then I'll probably like just swim outside and go just get him off the edge like that. All right, get him off the edge. I love it. I love it. A big time 28 <clears throat> to 20 win. Last night for the Cookville Cavaliers. We'll be joined by more Cavaliers coming up later in the show. Right now, though, what a job. Four straight, four straight victories for the Cookville Cavaliers. That team is doing exactly what you want to do. They're getting hot down the stretch. You can track the streak nearly all the way back to a lackluster performance coming off of the White County game going on the road to Lebanon. No one on this team thought that they played their brand of football or with energy against Lebanon. And despite losing the next week to a Mount Julia team who is 8-1 and one and just lost their first game uh, of the season this week, the Cavs turned a corner, have not looked back. It was a 28-20 thriller last night over Green Hill. And this week, a chance to put themselves in a special place in the playoffs, taking on Wilson Central, who is limping into this ball game we'll get you a score update from across the uc when we come back built by mountain barn builders this is the high school playbook built by mountain barn builders this is the high school playbook a new storage building to add room a new space for the animals from gazebos to garages it's built mountain strong by mountain barn builders highway 127 clark range online at mountainbarnbuilders.com Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, Colin Castleberry with you on the High School Playbook. Let's take a look at the scores from across the UC last night. Just got done uh, catching up with a couple of Cookville Cavaliers. They come up with a fourth straight victory in another game that 
A lot of people probably did not give them a chance to win, but a 28-20 victory for the Cavs at home over Green Hill. Elsewhere, a lot of surprising scores from across the Upper Cumberland. Monterey, a 49-0 winner over Jackson County in Gainesboro. Upperman jumped out to a 41-0 lead at the half over Stone Memorial. That game ends at 48-6. Trousdale County as well jumping out to a big lead. For, excuse me, 42-14. They ultimately defeat the Clay County Bulldogs last night. York, a 40-7 win on the road at Wartburg, so the Dragons got right last night. DeKalb County comes back from down 20-7. It's 20-13, the lead for White County at the half, but DeKalb County storms back a 35-20 win, held White County off the board in the second half. Livingston Academy gets their first region win on the season, a 19-7 win at Cumberland County. They put all 19 points up in the first half and then held on for dear life as the offense stalled out in the second. Wilson Central squeaks by Warren County 20-12. Scott defeats Pickett in Pickett's just their third home game on the season, their final home game on the year as well. Scott, a 46-0 winner in Birdstown. Red Boiling Springs and Community, if you like offense, probably played the game of the night. Community ends up the winner, 46-44. to Everybody forgot how to play defense in Red Boiling Springs. Macon County continues to roll a 34-0 win over Watertown. And Bledsoe County, a 21-14 winner over Gordonsville. Smith County was on their bye. Let's catch up now with Livingston Academy, who, of course, took their second trip, as I said, to Crossville this season. It was time to face the Jets. Cumberland County played host to then 2-6 and six Livingston, sitting at 2-6 and six themselves. The teams were not dissimilar. Both were looking for their first region win, and the Wildcats get theirs 19-6. to six. Head coach Matt Hauser, kind enough to join us, coming off of the win, coach. In the first half, you guys played some of your best football to date. What did you think of your team's first half performance? I thought we were um, we were sharp offensively, especially maybe not a hundred percent of the time, but we were finding ways to stay ahead of the chains. And then we, when we did get some third and long situations, we were finding ways to convert. Um, I thought Brody did a great job of extending some plays with his legs. The line was doing. A good job of, of um, we had some things where they were checking at the line and they were doing a good job of run blocking as well as pass blocking. And I thought our wide receivers and our tailbacks and the guys that were touching the ball were doing well. And, you know, I think that's that's the thing that we've been missing since early in the year. Um, you know, we looked a lot like that at White's Creek in the first half. And we've looked like that in, in spurts throughout the year, but we just haven't had the consistency. And I thought tonight we kind of did that a little bit better. Defensively, I thought we gave up a little bit too much um, in the middle of the field, but we were always able to bow our backs a little bit when they would kind of start to move down closer to the scoring zone. And, um, you know, on defense, it's not about the yards you give up. It's about getting off the field, and they did a great job of that for most of the night. And, and uh, you know, in the third quarter, we, were, we weren't helping them a whole lot offensively, and we were getting them backed up, and they still, other than that one time, were able to get us off the field. So, I thought they did a good job. Special teams was playing well. Um, it was just a good victory, and it's you know much needed uh, region win. 
Yeah, you started to talk about it there. The defense really all night <laughs> ends up coming up big for you, but what happened with your with the offense there in the second half? Uh, just kind of really stalled out in both uh, both aspects. Well, I think we um, we were getting behind the chains, something we weren't doing in the first half. We were getting behind the chains with some penalties, uh, some holding penalties, and <clears throat> those are things that you know we've got to limit those things, obviously, but. Those are once again effort penalties, and the guys are playing hard. They're just, you know, they got called for here or there, and I think they were getting called for some holding too. So they were obviously looking for it a lot in the second half. But that was keeping us from getting ahead of the chains. And when you're playing from behind the sticks, it's it's more difficult first and twenty uh, to convert that, obviously. And you know, as the quarters went, when when we got into the fourth quarter, we really started watching the clock. We knew we were up fifteen and. You know, we were trying to milk as much time as we could do while moving the ball, and and you got to credit they were they made some adjustments, they were making some good plays, but I I don't think we played as sharp in the second half either. So we got to clean some of that up, and uh, going into White County next week, you know, we we will struggle if we don't play uh, like we did in the first half for sure. Getting your first region win on the season is one thing. Doing it on the road is an entire another aspect. Just in the t- grand scheme of things in building a program your first year there at Livingston Academy what does it mean to pick up uh, at least one region win and obviously next week going to hope for a second one uh, it was big you know our kids talked the first year they had some things they wanted to check off and uh, you know winning winning a home game winning a away game winning a region game those are things that that they were you know trying to accomplish and um, so we talked to them earlier this week about having an opportunity to um, get a region win. And then depending on what happened, you know, we'll be either playing for a tie for fourth or playing for fifth next Friday. Um, so, you know, they were still playing for a lot, and, and they had a great week of practice. you got to credit the coaches and credit the kids. They came back from fall break hungry, ready to get after it, um, scrimmaged each other a lot during the week, had a lot of fun. Uh, we just kind of reminded them, you know, it's it's tough when you're going through and you, you have a couple losses to some really good football teams. You can kind of get discouraged and, and lose a little bit of that um, just playing for the fun of the game. And I think they were able to get back to that with some things that we did in practice this week, scrimmaging. And, and it carried over, I thought, to the first half. And, um, you know, we, we weren't able to keep it up in the second half a lot of the times, but I thought defensively, you know, they've got to – do whatever they can to get get off the field without giving up points, and they were able to do that for you know almost the entire game outside of one drive. So it was I was proud of those guys, proud of the defensive staff, proud of you know our special teams outside of one or two plays. I felt like we did a really good job in special teams, and <clears throat> we've got to put all those things together if we want to win next week for sure. Livingston Academy head coach Matten Hauser, Coach Hauser, before we let you go, you again again began to talk about it kind of a little bit right there. You really challenged the team this week, right? Coming off Macon County, coming out of the bye and fall break, you really challenged this team uh, to step up this week, and they do that. They go on the road and they perform and they step up to that challenge. What does that tell you about your team and about this program as you continue to build it? Well, I think our kids have been hungry all year, and they've played well, um, you know, outside of a stretch against Macon County. They've played pretty well uh, in some games, and <clears throat> the scores haven't gone our in our way. Um, 
you know, you look at some of the teams that we've played and are just we played Upperman very, very close for most of that game. Um, had a seven-point game there at the end with a chance to get the ball back, and they were able to convert and score in Upperman's 9-0 and on the season, sitting in first place of the region with one game to go. We we played, it was 6 nothing until right before half against York before they – they hit a long pass right before York. York sitting at nine to nothing, one of the top teams, if not the top team, into a um, Macon's only loss was to Upperman and a game that they were in all the way to the very end. And, and those are just tough teams that we've had to play. And that's where we talk to our kids. That's where we want to get back to. We want to get to the. We're one of those teams that rolling in, and teams are sitting there going, you know, we just played a really good Livingston Academy team, and. This younger group um, is very hungry. They had a very successful year uh, with JV. They, they went 6-1 and one in their JV schedule and <clears throat> got a lot of confidence. And this week when we were scrimmaging, you know, we those guys got a lot of reps, and they really do a good job of pushing some of the older kids. And so I think <clears throat> that's where you win games on Friday. It's, it's not one showing up on Friday. It's one with how you practice Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday your walkthrough on Thursday, and I thought they were very focused. Uh, you got to give them a lot of credit coming in off that bye week um, where we gave them some time off to come in and focused and ready to go, and I think it just shows you that they're hungry. They're they're not a team that's just giving up, um, and they want to continue to go out and fight, and they're excited about next week. White County on the docket next week in Livingston. Coach Matt Hauser, Livingston Academy Wildcats football. Yeah, it'll be a tough one. Uh, Coach Beatty does a great job. He's a Livingston um, graduate, had a great career here. He's, he's played and coached here. He's a great guy. He'll do a great job uh, at White County, and I know he does a tremendous job, and I know a lot of those guys on staff. They'll have those guys ready to play. They're, they'll be a tremendous football team. Uh, we just need a lot of support out for our seniors being the last home game of their career, uh, so we hope to have a big crowd for those guys so we can recognize them and, and – um, we do appreciate you and all of the media that, that gives our guys some exposure. We certainly appreciate it. Livingston Academy head coach Matten Hauser joins us there after a 19-6 win in region. Livingston's first region win on the season, and they'll have a chance to get a second one next week hosting White County. Right now, though, we head to the Upperman Bees and head coach Adam Kane, who made no bones about 8-0, meaning very little. They knew their season from day one would come down to these last two weeks facing Stone and DeCab in Baxter. Last night, the Bees sent a message emphatically moving to 9-0 with a 48-6 victory. It was 41 to nothing at the half. Coach Kane with us now. Coach, 48 points is easily the highest total of the year. One of those uh, touchdowns, of course, does is credited to your defense, a pick six. Do you want to put that out there? That means the defense helped give the offense more chances. But what was the offense doing to go out there and put 41 points up on the board? Yeah, um, first and foremost, you know, I, I think you're correct. Uh, you know, we, we had a great deal of respect for Stone Memorial coming into this thing. And, uh, you know, they for sure had our, you know, full attention. And uh, I'm not so sure, you know, maybe even before last week, um, maybe we were kind of looking forward to this to this matchup with them. But, you know, they got a really good team. I, I was surprised that, it, maybe how many points we were able to put up early. Um, 
you know, offensively, we we, we felt like coming in, um, you know, they had a pretty strong uh, run defense. You know, they held held York down to you know basically two drives last week, and uh, and and kind of hurt us last year in the run game, and and so we felt like we were going to have to you know be pretty balanced and a lot more than maybe normally we are. Um, but we, I'll tell you the, the truth, the key to our offense is we just, we blocked and, uh, you know, uh, obviously the offensive line blocked really, really well, but our receivers were, were, you know, getting bodies on people and our running backs ran hard and our fullbacks were blocking, um, and, uh, you know, we really executed our run game plan pretty well. And Ethan Polk and Jaleric Cullum and, and Jackson Rollins ran the ball well. And, you know, and Bronson, uh, Bronson Chaffin added 100 and something yards himself. So it was kind of a good uh, collective offensive effort for us. How much confidence can this give your offense that throughout the year had – had shown the ability to maybe do this in spurts, but had maybe not put a game together this completely so far this season. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, that's a great point. Um, I don't think we ever lacked confidence. Um, it was just, I think the word you're, that I would describe it as, you know, maybe we, we're, we're frustrating ourselves and that we weren't, you know, playing like you said a, a full high, a, a full game of football I, I had seen it for quarters or halves or and, and stuff like that but it was uh it was something we knew we had that kind of firepower and had that potential um you know uh, we, we've got some dynamic kids on the outside too you know Branson Turnbow's really just uh you know got some some big time speed and is able to run down balls in the air and uh you know credit to him he got us going pretty uh in a, in a big way with his pick six last night and then that the touchdown before half um where Bronson kind of scrambled and 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 floated one up to him I thought the ball was easily going out of bounds and and next thing you know he's got it in the end zone so you know, we got some really good players. There's no reason why we shouldn't be putting, up, you know, a great deal of points on the board. And, and you know, last night was our first, uh, I guess, first four-quarter deal where, you know, we kind of put it all together, and that was pretty cool to see. On the other side, we've really bragged on this defense all season, how historically good they can be, how historically good uh, for a couple stretches they have been. Uh, but I don't know that you can brag on them more than going up against a Stone Memorial team that, as you pointed out, you had immense respect for coming into this ball game outside of the York game. They had scored 25-plus in every ball game. A lot of mature, talented guys on the offense there for the Panthers, and your defense holds them to, to zero in the first half, six total. What was your defense doing last night uh, to put up such an incredible performance? Yeah, I think the big thing was we were playing really hard, um, you know, kind of focused and, and um, you know, really locked in kind of on our assignments and stuff. We, we felt like it was important to make them one-dimensional and uh, make them have to throw, you know, throw the football. Last year they were able to kind of bleed us out a little bit running the ball. Um, 
so we had a plan for their for their run game um but i don't think uh i don't think they ran a play before they were down 12 to nothing so they came out in the in the empty set you know right from the get-go so we kind of had to chunk our uh, initial plan and and, and kind of go back to some other stuff because uh, they were throwing the ball right off the bat and um you know, we, their, their quarterback made some plays. I mean, he, he he's a good ball player, and they got receivers that can, you know, they do a really good job of kind of finding spots in your zone. And, and uh, you know, when our rush didn't get to him and, and didn't make him, uh, you know, tuck it and run, he at times he was able to find them. That, that's something we're going to have to clean up because I know our opponent this coming week, I mean, they got a really experienced guy, uh you know, at quarterback. So we, we've got some stuff we can clean up. And I think honestly, uh, the cool thing is I think we can even play better. And, um, you know, hopefully the guys are, are kind of enjoying this, uh, win. And, uh, but you know, it'll be time to get back to work and, uh, and hopefully be able to, uh, use this as kind of a springboard to, you know, some bigger, better things. This is the Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook, where the region's coaches come together to talk about the games and what's coming up. Adam Kane, Upperman B's head coach, after a massive 48-6 win last night, they led 41 to nothing at the half and run away with it in the end to remain undefeated 9-0 on the season. They look forward to hosting DeKalb County next week. When we come back, some more Cookville Cavaliers after their big win over... After Cookville with us now, and it is uh, Caden Outlaw, Vince Altabelli, and Jake. See, I told you this is what was going to happen, is that I was going to freak myself out. So it is Jasinski. All right, Jake Jasinski. That's a tongue twister, too. Jumps out at you. Caden, we'll start with you. Six carries last night, just 30 yards on the ground, but that's a four-and-a-half-yard average. So I'm going to ask what was working so well for you last night, and why didn't we? Why didn't you get more? Um, honestly, uh, usually Blake, he's he's always making explosive plays. and like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a lot of reads, so they're going for me half of the time because they expect me to get the ball, and Blake, he just gets some big runs off of that, but... When I do get the ball on those outside runs, that's usually when I do my best. But uh, I can I can run uh, inside a little bit, but uh, they, they usually uh, body slam me or something like that because I'm a little bit smaller. Yeah, 22 carries for 117 yards last night for Blake Owen. So do you take pride in, in taking so much attention off of Blake that he's able to do things like that? Oh, yeah. I just want to win, honestly. Like, I could care less about how many yards I have. Like, as long as we're scoring, it's it's great. We'll go to offensive lineman extraordinaire, Vince Altabelli over here. Look, 111 for Blake, 53 for Thomas. That alone puts us near 200. Then you add in Mason Taylor and Caden, uh, of course, coming out over 200 yards nearly on the ground last night. Uh, when I tell you that as an offensive lineman, how much pride do you take in dominating on the offensive line? Oh, I love it. Dominating is my favorite part of football. I mean, just knowing that the defensive line is not as good as the offensive line 
It's everything. It's, it's literally everything. It's everything to you. Of course, Blake also had 121 yards through the air last night, mm-hmm. and the big and the big the big stat for you as an offensive lineman sacked zero times. What does that tell you as an offensive lineman when your quarterback doesn't have to try to throw from his backside? Well, if Blake gets touched, probably going to get a personal foul because I do not like my quarterback being touched in the backfield. That is just not just not my thing. That is fair enough. We'll go across the guys here. We'll catch up with Jake. Uh, Jake, a four-game winning streak. You've gone through Gallatin. You've gone through Green Hill. Uh, obviously a dominant performance against Lincoln County. Uh, do you feel like this team is pre- playing their best football right now? Oh, yes, sir, and we'll continue to play our best football. We're just getting better week by week. Just getting better week in and week out, and next week you hope to continue to get better. I'm going to start with you. We're going to ask everybody about it because it was – one heck of a play last night probably should make Sports Center's top ten. But what were you thinking when Mason Taylor comes diving across that pylon? Oh, that was crazy. I mean, I seen him get the ball and I seen him take off, and then when he laid out for it, it was just it was beautiful. Caden, as a fellow runner yourself, what were your thoughts when Mason lays out and you're thinking there's no way? Um, honestly, I think I think it was crazy. I didn't. I, didn't, I thought it was out of bounds at first. I was like, okay, it's out of bounds. And then he kept on running. I was like, oh, my gosh, this dude is insane. It was actually crazy. Vince, your thoughts on the Mason Taylor uh, Superman dive for the end zone? No, I was actually just glad. It was a very long drive, 13, 14 plays. Mm-hmm. I was gassed. I was I was just ready to get in that end zone, you know. It was like, so what you're saying is you had to thank Mason for getting you uh, some oxygen after that play. Well, I mean, if I had to go five more plays, I would have dominated five more plays. But, but 13 plays is but good enough. You, you were know? happy to, for yeah. it to be 13 plays. Yeah, I was happy. When you're blocking for a guy like that, and, and Mason's not the only one. He's just the one who made the play last night. But we've seen Blake do it. We've seen Caden do it. How much easier does it make your job as an offensive lineman knowing the guys that are running behind you are willing to put their bodies on the line? So I feel like as our offensive line this year, we have significantly improved from last year. But even when we still do mess up, and that happens time to time in the game, they, they can correct our mistakes. They're just good enough to fix us, I guess. Let's ask one of your running backs if he agrees with that statement. Would you say your offensive line this year has made uh, some significant improvement? Oh, yeah. Last year, I mean, they weren't terrible, but it was a little scary to run behind them uh, just due to the fact we also had to play some hard teams. Yeah. But uh, we're still playing some hard teams, and it's, it's a lot better. I trust them. Like, if uh, I trust Vince to go make his block. I trust Austin. I trust Jake. I trust everybody on that line to make a block, and I'm going to run my hardest for them. So. Jake, you heard it. He says he trusts you to, to, to make your block. It's, it's really five guys working as one unit. You guys have seemed to do that a whole lot better this year. Where did that chemistry come from this year on the offensive line? I think really just working together during the summer, working together during practices and creating a bond even outside of football, and then also trusting our running backs enough to where when we block, they'll read it and be able to make plays off of us. All right. Caden, ha- one play only. Caden has to block. Are you a better running back, or is he a better offensive lineman? Oh, I'm a better running back. Vince, same question. Are you a better running back, or is Caden a better blocker? Um, actually, in practice, this whole practice, I don't play defense. So, 
One, it's defensive indie time. I'm the running back for the D-line. And I'm telling you what, I'll make them look foolish out there. I'll tell you what. <laughs> All right. Caden, both your offensive linemen just basically said they're going to run and you, you, you're you not a blocker. I didn't say he would be a bad blocker. I'm just saying. You're just saying you make the defense look foolish. I'm just saying if I ever get that run, it's in the end zone. I'm <laughs> Well, let's hope Coach Hennigan hears this and he lets you uh, bust one in, not un- unlike the fridge back in the day for the Bears. Caden will come to you lastly there. Uh, you know, blocking, right? Like, they both say they can run the football. You think for one play you could get either of them in the end zone? Um, yeah, I think I could get them in the end zone. I'm, I'm not a bad blocker. <laughs> I, I might fall on my butt, but I will make that block. Because, uh, I mean, I'm not weak. I mean, I still squat a decent amount, so I think I can make a good block. Caden, Vince, Jake, thank you guys so much for joining me. The Cookville Cavaliers last night, again, a 28-20 win over Green Hill on a four-game winning streak now are the Cavs. We're live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Scores, turnovers, the momentum shifts. Your coaches share the analysis. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry. We are live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, and we've had the pleasure of catching up today with several Cookville Cavaliers after senior night where they take uh, take down the uh, Green Hill Hawks, 28-20 to on a four-game winning streak now are the Cavs. We'll go from Cookville to Gainesboro, where it was a tough night to be a Blue Devil. Jackson County took on Monterey with both teams needing a win, and Monterey got one in a big way. 49 to nothing. the Wildcats topped the Blue Devils, and we get the chance now to speak with Jackson County head coach Sean Loftus. Coach, I appreciate you speaking with me after a tough loss. It cannot be easy. But what was Monterey able to do that gave you guys so many issues last night? Uh, just their, I mean, mainly their physicality. Um, and, uh, you know, we had, we, had, we had said early on in the, you know, all week long about, you know, if we're going to have an opportunity of staying in the game and, and competing that, uh, you know, we're going to have to match their physicality. And whenever we get an opportunity of making plays, I mean, we're going to have to make plays. And unfortunately, uh, you know, one, we didn't match their physicality. And then, uh, you know, we just had, uh, you know, we did not uh, play well at all. And um, I don't know it just it's just very frustrating that you know, and I know that I've got a young team, and there's not a lot of us, but uh, you know, just uh, you know, we've got to, you know, in the off season. I mean, my young guys have got to uh, you know get much stronger in the weight room, and then uh, you know, we got to figure out a way to you know in uh, in the off season as well to uh, you know to make sure that next year the we have we're the you know. We're a more physical football team. <clears throat> yeah, you and me had talked about, uh, you know, how you guys had to up that level of physicality and, and you had to come into this game and, and were unable to do it in a physical game like that. Uh, things can get out of hand quickly, and they certainly did, but they can also hurt you. You are a young team. You are a limited uh, team in terms of numbers. Did you come out of the game healthy? 
Yeah, we did. I mean, other than I think uh, you know Skyler, uh, uh, you know he he went into court to, to play quarterback and ended up rolling his ankle, um, and so I I don't know. You know, I don't think it's a fracture. You know, he's he's had some some ankle problems and stuff, but uh, you know, and he also plays corner for us and wide receiver. Uh, but other than you know, with you know, he was the the only one that uh, that was kind of banged up last night. Uh, you know, just with our lack of numbers, it really hurts us from a practice standpoint because you know, whenever we're practicing, we don't really take an opportunity or a chance to to hit each other a lot because of our you know low numbers. But uh, you know, we're going to have to figure something out. Uh, next year, um, and then like I said in the off season, to you know to to be able to to do a lot better job, you know, coaching and uh, and things like that, as far as like getting our kids ready and motivated and and uh, and not I wouldn't say scared or intimidated, but um, you know when I we come into this year, we knew um, you know we we didn't have very few guys that uh, you know that that had played a lot at the high school level and then uh, you know we also take that um, most of our kids are are sophomores and freshmen so um you know i think that we uh, you know after you know when we get in the off season we have reevaluate uh, this um this season and sit down with those kids and 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 show them you know some film and things like that and just uh, just getting a year older obviously will help too I was going to say, you hate to already begin to talk about, you know, the turning of a page and, and looking at next year, but is this the kind of game that you feel like can motivate your young team, can motivate these guys into the offseason, through the offseason, and going into next year? You have something on film to say, we've got to get stronger, we've got to get more physical, or these are the type of games we're going to be in. Right, and then that's that's been my message for you know, basically at halftime, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not going to sit there and, and beat a dead horse and yell and scream and all that stuff at half. And, you know, and all I just said was pretty much that, you know, we've got to take games like last night, games like, um, you know, Smith County and games like Trousdale County and then make that the motivation for us in the off season to attack each and every day, even whenever there's, you know, and there's, there's days that, you know, everybody will have when they come in that weight room and they might necessarily uh, feel the best or whatever. And instead of, you know, just going through the motions, I mean, they've got to take and and, and understand what they went through like last night and, and use it as a motivation for, you know, the next six to seven months before we get ready for the next season. Head coach Sean Loftus, uh, Blue Devils football coach. Before we let you go, uh, one of my favorite things about you know the Upper Cumberland is all of you guys, all these coaches, all the media, everybody is is kind of tight knit. It's no secret. We talked about it all week. You and uh, head coach Scott Hughes are, are really good friends, uh, but obviously after a forty nine nothing loss, uh, certainly the friendship doesn't go anywhere. But the handshake can get a little tougher. What was that meeting at at, at, ha- at the fifty yard line like after the ball game? Just getting to chat up with with head coach Scott Hughes, uh, obviously after a tough loss. Well, I mean it's it is what it is. I mean you know when it's all said and done, it's just a game. 
Um, you know, that's how I look at it. I mean, some people may not, but when it's all said and done, I mean, it, it, it's just a game. And, and friendships and, you know, and things like that go go further than, than the game does. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, everybody that's competitive. I mean, you know, of course, I mean, I can't stand to lose. I mean, that's just part of my nature and, and always will be, and that's one of the reasons why I, I love to do what I do is to, is to, you know, because of my competitiveness. But, uh, you know, again, it, when it's all said and done, I mean, win or lose, um, you know, Scott and I are still going to be friends. You know, hit Colt and Taven, our sons, play baseball together. And so, um, you know, heck, one night, um, you know, I don't know, maybe – who knows? Maybe next year we can get them. But uh, you know, when it's all said and done, I mean, I mean, our friendship ain't going to change. I mean, along with other, uh, the other coaches in our region and stuff like that. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, he's. I wish them the best and in uh, what they do the remainder of the year, and hopefully they'll they'll get into the playoffs and uh, and on our region will will represent all of us um, in the way that I think that they can. I mean, we got a lot of good football teams. I mean, I said that. You know, during the off season, it's, uh, these this region has got a lot of good coaches and um, you know a lot of good football players and teams and stuff like that. And I just hope that they all they all play well. You know, week twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. Sean Loftus, Jackson County Blue Devils head football coach. Again, it was a tough night to be a Blue Devil. A forty-nine to nothing loss to the Monterey Wildcats. They'll try to turn the page, Will Jackson County, for next week's matchup. Of course, Monterey will try to turn the page uh, to take on Smith County, Jackson County taking on East Robertson next week. Up now, or what that is when we come back from the break, it'll be Curtis Beatty, White County's head coach, as they played last night in what turned into the game of the week, predicted as the game of the week. They lived up to the billing. DeCab and White will talk with Curtis Beatty when we return on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. 60 minutes of X's and O's. 60 minutes of Upper Cumberland Coaches. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Back on the High School Playbook, live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. And last night's game of the week lived up to the billing as White County played host to DeCab in the end. The Tigers walked away with a 35-20 win in Sparta. Now without difficulty, however, we're joined by Warriors head coach Curtis Beatty, whose team put up 20 points in the first half and carried a lead of 20-13 to into the half. Coach, what were you able to do early to find such success? Uh, well, we were, I think our opening drive was uh, was a little bit of both. We were able to run the ball with some success. Now, uh, all the credit in the world to defense coordinator Michael Shaw at DeKalb County. He didn't. He had a plan in place not to let uh, Trip break one, just 70, 80 yards and gash him. So we were able to hand it off to Demarius some um, and 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 get get the the chunk that we needed four, five, six yards here. And, and carry on, but uh, ultimately we were able to throw the ball and uh, and get a score. And then the same thing uh, was was true later on. We were able to slowly chip it down through, slowly chip it, chip it, chip it, and get it in the end zone. And of course, you have an electric play by Darvon Richmond where Trip uh, hits him on a post route and he makes a guy miss and breaks the tackle and, and takes it to the house. So the question then, of course, the follow up is is pretty simple. 
what changes, right? What de- what did they do defensively that changed up some things, and and offensively, uh, what caused you guys to kind of sputter out there? Well, I will. I I'm sure they made some changes, uh, that, but overall, uh, we ran 16 plays in the second half on offense. So, uh, just from a percentage basis, uh, that that hurts your uh, chance of scoring right there, but. Uh, a lot of that had to do with us. We had a holding penalty on second down that uh, ended up putting us uh, behind the chains, and our offense is not designed to get behind the chains, especially in a uh, second and 20 scenario. And then uh, first play fumble after a six-yard run, we had a first play fumble on a drive. Uh, and, I, I mean, we got, it, got in a fourth and two and tried to break the momentum and, and didn't get the first down. Um, so there was just a few things went into that, and uh, that's just the way the ball rolls sometimes. Football goes that way. Let's talk defense. Uh, your defense plays a really good, much like your offense, a really good first half. Uh, ends up giving up 13 points, but you go into the half with the lead, feeling confident, uh, end up with a 35 points on the board from DeCab. What were they able to do uh, coming out of the half that uh, – you know, just gave your defense some issues as well? Ah, well, first and foremost, Malachi Trapp is the real deal, and I think me and you have talked about that uh, yeah, earlier absolutely. in the week. Yeah. He's a really good football player, and uh, there's no doubt. There was a, there was a lot of times uh, that we felt defensively we were in the right spot, and he was just better than we were at, in situations where he was just a really good football player. He'd stick his foot in the ground and just go straight straight north and there was not a whole lot you could do about it but we've got a guy like that so i understand the frustrations but uh overall they were able to run the ball uh with some success in the second half and a lot of that is our defense was on the field a whole bunch like i said we we took 16 snaps on offense and uh i thought our defense had played really well in the first half and I thought they come out uh, to start the third quarter and, and they get a stop, which is a crucial stop, to uh, flip it back to our offense. And, and the offense just didn't help the defense uh, last night do do what they needed to do. And you can only slow down Malachi Trapp for so long before he's going to finally break off a few big runs. Hey, Coach Curtis Beatty, White County Warriors. Uh, Coach, before we let you go, uh, this is obviously – in a lot of ways, a tough loss, not just because of the way that it happened, but because of the implications it has on uh, the rest of your season. Uh, by that, I mean next week is is more than likely going to come to an end for the Warriors this year. With that being said, how do you turn the page? How do you keep the team uh, motivated uh, going to Livingston next week? Well, and that. It, it does, and, and those games hurt. Uh, it was a playoff game last night, and it's a last game you were going to play at D. Harris if you're a senior. So there's a lot of emotions going into last night, but the the message to the team is as simple as, as this. Uh, year For years, nobody gave this Warrior program credit, uh, and rightfully so. They struggled there. But this senior class can be the win the senior class uh, with a, a win at Livingston. This will be the fifth consecutive year that the Warrior program doesn't end in a losing season with a win at Livingston. So pride and and, and purpose is there. We just got to we got to step up to the plate and go win the ball game. And and I think our kids 
are still hungry to win. Uh, you know, when you take the playoffs off the table, a lot of people think, you know, there's nothing there to play for anymore. But this group, based on where this program was six years ago to where it's at now, they have a lot to play for because they do not want to be the, the first team that has a losing season. White County head coach Curtis Beatty. And last night's 35-20 to loss in Sparta all but eliminates them from the playoffs. But still a lot to play for next week as they'll visit Livingston Academy on WLIV. I'm Colin Castleberry. Thank you for every thank you to everyone for listening. This has been the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Add space to your home, protect your cars and boats, a new workshop or she shed. Mountain Barn Builders will build it mountain strong. MountainBarnBuilders.com. The prep conversation continues all week, including today's show on demand. UCSportsStation.com.